You know, I teach, right? I talk literally for a living. Yes. Welcome to episode number eight of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Lenore, and my co-hosts are Dee and Les. Today we're talking about sharpeners, but first let's talk about what we're consuming. So Dee, what's your medium and what's your poison? All right. So my medium, as always, is the Stationers Inc. Reporter's Notebook. Um, I don't really have to talk about that. I talk about it all the time. Um, and I'm actually using a pen today. I'm using, <gasps> I know, right? I'm using a Nataraj Active Gel Pen that Les gave me when we met up last week so jealous it feels really interesting i can't describe it so it's a gel pen but it feels kind of spongy i like it and i am drinking really horrible keurig hazelnut coffee why do you do this to yourself (sighs) i have no coffee in the house because i'm finally back to drinking coffee so it's only day two of that so yeah it it's depressing but it's caffeine and that's really what i need in my life so i'm fine (laughs) so that's it for me how about you Les? i am um i finally got back into home roasting so i just roasted actually last was it last week yeah last weekend i roasted a kenya gadamboya from bodhi leaf and it's delicious chocolatey fruity coffee i'm really excited about it um i might actually after we get done recording roast some more for the following week it's awesome i'm using a bob slate reporter's notebook that i picked up when we got together d yes and i'm also writing with a bear claw pencil which if anyone hasn't had a chance (laughs) to check out uh leadfast's instagram (laughs) about it they really should the pencils are just like they're kind of hilarious and crappy so yeah they don't even fit into their own pencil sharpener it's hilarious so but the core is 2b and it actually is it's kind of nice it's a silky um smooth core it's not there's no grit it's so it's relatively nice but it's just like mine was split and awful like Anyway, yeah, you just you have to look at Hagen's pictures. They're hilarious. <laughs> Great. I'm drinking... Go ahead, laugh. I'm drinking a Heine Brothers Good Morning Roast. You said Heine. Which, I know. Which is, you know, it's my default coffee, and we're, we're recording in the morning, so we're all drinking coffee today. And I'm actually trying out this friction gel pen. I'm sorry, not gel, friction erasable pen. The Frixians? Yes, Frix-ion. <laughs> yes, that's the one. And um, it's okay. I'm not going to switch to it, but I was giving it a chance because some people like Those them. are the ones that are um, erasable, correct? Well, yeah, they're theoretically erasable. And I'm interested in this because I'm a chemist. I would like to, um, I would like to explore the science of this more fully. But what really happens is that the eraser generates some heat and the heat causes the ink to go transparent. Yeah, I was going to ask. So I think it's just, um, it's like a thermochromic ink, mm-hmm. but apparently they can be erased inadvertently by, for example, leaving them in a hot car. 
Yeah, they can. You can also like bring that. them back by. And even them in the worse, freezer. you can bring them back by putting them in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually, you know, it's actually maybe not the best idea for just a, you know, unless like unless those are desirable qualities for you, it may not be the best idea because stuff is not going to stay erased. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember. I think it was last year. There was a Kickstarter for a notebook that like. It, you it came with the pen. You microwave the notebook. Yes. yes. So, D, what's exciting in your life? Um, a lot of things, actually. We're kind of in a good part of the year in the summer. Um, well, good part of the quarter, I should say. Um, if by good you mean completely overwhelming. Yes. There's a lot going on. And two of my favorite things that have come out recently, the Write Notepads Chesapeake edition. I'm not a huge fan of the notebook part, but the pencil um, is amazing. Like, it's beautiful. The little, like, crab imprint on it. Yeah, I haven't gotten to play with mine yeah, yet. Yeah, the colors. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's its very appealing. And it, ha- it looks like it has a sharp hex, which I love. I'm planning on picking up a bunch of those before they sell out. Um, I probably won't get the notebooks, but the uh, I like the touch that they offered subscribers, the crab mallet. Where people, people that live in the center of the country seem to be like, why? Why is this mallet? Like, what's the use of this mallet? Um, but I, it, I've been to places where they just throw crabs on the table and you get a mallet and you go to town. So, like, there's no plates. There's just crabs on the table. Yeah, we didn't do that in the mountains of North Carolina. <laughs> so, uh, and then the other special edition that I'm really in love with, which surprised me because i really haven't been loving field notes lately the and not the company the actual notebooks they're putting out the campfire edition i just i i like everything about it i like the graph um i like the subtle color differences and the covers too and i think it's really cool that they actually offer the patch with every single pack yeah except i'm about to have eight patches (laughs) what lenore I know. No, I, so here's the dumb thing, right? I was waiting and waiting and waiting and I was trying to avoid spoilers. And then I was like, oh, it's been too long. I must have let my subscription lapse, right? (laughs) So I went in, I was like, I love these. And I bought six packs because I wanted to be able to give them away to people. Uh And the afternoon after I did that, my subscription came. (laughs) So now I have eight packs Uh of them. I see. I regret nothing. Yeah, I mean, they're beautiful. Hmm. I plan on picking up a couple packs myself. And it's nice to have something like that that I can, you know, that's gift currency, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a good gift. Like, it's, I would be happy. And then hmm. in my my uh, my outside of the stationary world life, I've been doing a lot of research for my thesis that I'll be working on in the next year. So mm-hmm. I've been spending many hours of this summer in the library at school basically gathering all my sources and writing the literature review part already just because i i i'm a weird overprepared person how do you manage your footnotes sources i use a program called endnote you put all your sources into this program and then it's integrated with microsoft word so when you're writing you can just cite very easily but i have everything organized that's nice. I have mm-hmm. all my sources labeled the same way in folders based on their topic. Yeah, it's really 
gross. <laughs> like how organized I am. <laughs> like it's really like no, it's 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 I like it though because you know what? It, I can find stuff. I think it's partly a function of being a grown up when you do it. You know, when I was going through grad school, I just had no concept yeah. of Yeah. No. Of how much I was going to really be needing to document those things to be able mm. to access them later. You know, you just you think you'll remember and you won't. No, I always put a yeah. I always put a marker in the text. Uh, cuz one time I didn't and right. I yeah. like yeah. got yelled at. Not seriously, but my professor <laughs> was like you've plagiarized. And uh, I did, if you don't uh, cite something. So, yeah, like, I'll never do that again. Because you're right. I mean, I'm working with, I'm up to almost 50 sources already. So, well, it's a lot harder to plagiarize in my field. Well, yeah, because you're sciencey, chemically stuff. Yeah. I mean, because, well, we've talked about this before that in, in chemistry or in, you know, in the hard sciences, the dissertation isn't the work, the dissertation is the record of the work. Yes. And so, you know, we're depending, obviously, much less on other sources. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't cite primary sources that much. I referred to them, you know, as being kind of the basis for what we had done. But it's not like I really even had an opportunity to lift pieces of text from another source and yeah. insert them into my document. You know, mine's becoming a little difficult because the period of time I'm studying is only 16 years ago and till now so from september right. 11th until right now so you know you know how research works it, it kind of crawls yes so you know yeah it's just it's it's a fun experience and i'm actually enjoying it because i'm using stationary things all the time so that's so great it's a motivator and then for hobbies i've been playing a lot of magic the gathering um like i said last episode i got back into it and it's been a good outlet for me just to kind of do something that's not work related so that's it for me hmm. Les how about you so I got a bunch of free stuff to review so I've been going through and I've been reviewing a lot of things but the coolest thing that I think I got was Franklin Kristoff sent me their blue linen pocket notebook cover which can I just say their naming conventions are terrible <laughs> um, like that's literally what they call it Blue Linen Pocket Notebook Cover. Oh, okay. And you know what it looks like? It looks like raw denim. It is beautiful. Yeah, I saw it. It's gorgeous. And it feels really great. And it has kind of has that feel of raw denim. And I, I love how it looks. So I've been carting that around since I got it. I picked up a pen loop and stuck it to the back. And I carry my Baron Fig experiment with me everywhere in that pocket notebook cover um and there's no issue with adhesive like no nice. it's not i thought i was worried that it was going to pull out yeah. or it would not stick or adhere well but it's it perfectly fine nice. um and also i didn't they do this weird thing with franklin christoph where all of their notebooks have their logo on the front and then also on the back okay so when i got it it had the logo on the front logo on the back and I was like, you know, I just, I need to add something to this. And I picked up a little circular rainbow at Michael's and slapped that over the top of the front logo. And it's just so much more me now. It's a little gay, <laughs> um, or maybe a lot more gay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it just, it brightens it up and makes it a little more fun. But it's I like saw your picture and I loved it. 
<laughs> it it just it uh I enjoy patches so it works for me. So I've been I've been using that a lot. And then so because I am wedded to using a pocket notebook cover that and even before I was using the Franklin Christoph cover, I was using the Fodderstack XL. So my notebooks have to be three and a half by five and a half or thereabouts. And D, you gave me a telegraph from yes. right, and I threw that sucker right into my trimmer and sheared off a quarter inch, and it's now <laughs> three and a half inches wide and fits into my pocket notebook cover. And it's I rounded the corners; it's perfect now, and I'm much happier with it because it fits into my notebook cover. I thought you were going to say I threw it right in the garbage. <laughs> nice but did you lose part of the message on the back of it no it didn't it didn't trim off any like everything is still there i even have both both little like ledgers on on one of the sides of the page it didn't it really didn't take that much off of it when you think about uh, i thought it was going to ruin everything Yeah. yeah quarter inch isn't that much so now it's perfect. Excellent. Nice. Well, you're talking about the sub boxes kind of all coming at once. This is a problem for me because I don't get to play with my stationary stuff at home or I get mocked. So I have to bring them <laughs> into the office, but I'm not in the office all the time in the summer. So I've been rationing out my, um, my sub boxes. So the 73, mm. the volume 73 black wing, I just love. Mm. And, um, you know, it's got the soft core. So I bought actually, several boxes of those um, because I know that those are also going to be gift currency and I've been enjoying that, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to spread things out a little bit, but uh, it's, it's a fun time of year having all this stuff come out at once. Yeah. I like the volume 73 a lot. I I just like the tactile experience of it all. Yeah. Me, I'm, I'm with you on that. That texture is gorgeous. It's so pleasurable to write with. Yeah, I find myself fondling yes. them. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, stroke and it's like a worry stone. You know, yeah. It's just enough texture to feel, um, to be appealing in a tactile way, but not enough to be uncomfortable to write with. Yeah, absolutely. Very true. I really like it. And it's just such mm. a gorgeous depth of color. And the whole the whole thing is just beautiful. They they This is possibly my favorite edition of the volumes. I would have to say it ranks in the top three for me as well. So that's fun. And then um, this isn't new for everybody, but it's new for me. Season four of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went up on Netflix a couple of weeks back. And um, I basically just watched it all. I, I didn't I didn't ration it even a little bit when I had a couple of days at home. When, you know, when I was at home by myself and spouse was at work and Spawn was at camp and I just watched it. And um, and I knew that it was going to end in cliffhanger and heartache. And I did it anyway. <laughs> And I, again, I regret nothing, but that was really fun for me because apparently the show, like it's on network, right? But it comes on at 10 o'clock at night, which is way past my bedtime. So I'm just, I'm never going to get to watch it in real time. So I hope it doesn't go off the air because I'm not watching it. Oh, is it, is it, is it in danger of being canceled? I thought it was hugely popular. I just assume everything I like is going to be canceled. I was very heartbroken to find out that Emerald City was canceled. Which is I'd, one I would have liked to watch, but again, wasn't oh it on at 10 God. o'clock at night? I don't, I don't, I never watched it on the network. See? I watched it there via you go. Hulu. 
And they I haven't watched... figured out how to make that make money yet, and it it's tough. Yeah. Well, it, like, the show was so good. I watched the first, like, few episodes and then had a big, long break between the first four and then the final, whatever was it, six episodes, and then I binge-watched the last six and was, I was tweeting about it, and someone was like, you know it's been canceled, right? It's like, why would you tell me these things? Why? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was very upset to find out that it had been canceled. I'm hoping, like, Hulu or Netflix will pick it up, but I think it's just such an expensive show because it's so visually stunning, yeah. and there were so many special effects that I don't, I don't know if they could actually afford to do it on Hulu or Netflix. All right, shall we move on to our main topic? Sure. Sure. All right, we are going to be talking about pencil sharpeners tonight. This has been always a source of some um, considerable, what, debate. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> every time something new comes out, because people feel surprisingly strongly about this topic. <laughs> so, um, Dee, would you like to start us off? Yeah, no, I agree with you. People definitely have opinions about sharpeners, and I think it's because of the intimacy of it. I mean... You're taking a pencil that you presumably enjoy and love, and you're putting it into something that eats it. So, you know, it's like if you have a bad experience, that's going to tarnish your view of that sharpener. And I think that a lot of times when sharpeners go wrong, so to speak, there's definitely a lot of talk about it just because. um... So I'll just go over a couple of the sharpeners that I like um, and that I carry with me. And ones that I don't like. So I love the Pollux. I mean, it's just hands down my favorite sharpener. I I do realize that it doesn't always sharpen every pencil. But for the pencils that I use, it works beautifully. So I do give it some points off because it's not universal. And you kind of have to find that out. And I've been meaning to actually, since I, I was talking to Lenore about this earlier, I have too many pencils. Like... So I appreciate you guys out there, but don't send me pencils. Like I have too many and, you know, I'm going to start sending some away because I just, I have too many. But what I was going to do was actually go through some of the commonly used pencils and try to sharpen them up with the Pollux and like make a list of what is not compatible. Yes, please do that. That would be amazing. That's a project that I think I'm going to start working on. So we have the Pollux. I love it. Uh, the masterpiece is a close second, if not a 1.5, because again, it does its job and it does its job beautifully. And I like the masterpiece because it pretty much sharpens anything. So in my everyday carry, those two always come with me. Mm. As far as sharpeners that I bought that I was excited about and really disappointed me or didn't like, the uh, Ducks Brass like three setting sharpener. When I saw pictures of this, I was super excited. I was like, this is awesome. You can adjust it to three different lengths and it's beautiful and it comes in a leather case. And then I got it. And (laughs) it's just, you know what it is? I think it's more for like artists. I only say this because the point length is very, like even at three, it's not long enough for me. Yeah, Um, I think it's more of a colored pencil. Yes. So, so that... That kind of, you know, I I don't love it. I like the way it looks. It sits on my shelf of sharpeners, but I probably will never use it again. Mm. So that's it for like the ones that didn't work for me. As far as just like honorable mentions kind of stuff, there's actually, 
CW pencils used to sell them and uh, Caroline stopped carrying them. I don't know why. Uh, it's like a little square. It's plastic. It's a Milan sharpener. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it comes apart into two pieces and you dump out your shavings. I really enjoy the point that these sharpeners make, but also the fact that it's something that holds my shavings because sometimes I'm in situations where I can't just sharpen onto the floor. Cause I do do that. I am that jerk, <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, when people are looking at you or like you're in class or something and you don't want to disrupt the class, you know, I, I like this little self-contained sharpener. Uh, luckily an art store around me sells them still. So I, I always pick up one or two because the blades are actually complicated ish to change and it's really not worth it because they're so cheap they're like less than two dollar sharpeners so sad um i i I always get upset when sharpeners aren't you can't change the blades or they're stupid blades that the riveted blade in and stuff yeah and then another sharpener that i bought out of sheer like omg this is beautiful is the inkwell sharpener from ducks Mm. it's pretty much an inkwell with a sharpener attached to it what color is your bottle mine is like that like reddish pink yeah i've got i've got one that's deep red like it's kind of blood oh i had a nice blue one but someone broke into my car and stole that backpack (laughs) which like this was years ago when i first got into pencils so like they took my entire pencil collection oh my god like there was nothing cool in there for thieves (laughs) so yeah right and but they left my checkbook in the car so there's that oh man it was a bunch of teenagers shame on you for keeping your checkbook i know in right the car. i don't do that anymore so so yeah so the inkwell sharpener i like the way it looks but it's kind of just meh for sharpening it it doesn't yeah, yeah it's not a great sharpener no. but it's really it's pretty, pretty. so again yeah. it sits on my shelf of sharpeners Actually, mine's a perfectly, it's a perfectly adequate sharpener. It just makes a short point. And I don't, I can't. Have very, yeah, I'm yeah. spoiled. Yeah, we have, we have standards yeah. now with a capital S um, and yeah. that will no longer do. And also, I think, Les, you mentioned this sharpener, the Sonic Rachetta. I yeah. really like it because it, it offers two point settings and yep. the pointier setting actually gives me a sufficient enough point to work with. Yeah. You know what? I had one of those and I wonder what happened it's to really, it. It's really helped me because I have a problem with sharpening to keep my hand level. So sometimes I put pressure on the point where when you mm-hmm. ratchet, you can't really mess that up. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer the, the capsule version with the clear, like I got it from Jet Yeah, that's Pens. what I have. Yeah. They have another version that is sort of, I don't know, oblong shaped. Oh. It's weird. Um, and then you can get that at Target and Walmart yes, I've seen that. by Bostitch. Yeah. I prefer the Jet Pens, the one I got from Jet Pens. Um, yeah. And then finally, Crank Sharpeners. I like the Classroom Friendly just Me because I, I reviewed this sharpener over a year ago. I think, yeah, it was a year ago. And it's my go-to sharpener because I, I don't... I, and this is something I kind of want to talk about. So when you have like a fresh pencil, like... I always just crank it into a hand crank sharpener first. Yeah, yes. I always like, do I that as well. I wonder there's people that don't do that. There are people who don't do that, but I think it's actually really important to yeah. if you if you like your hand sharpener because You're eat the blade. that initial shaping puts a lot of wear on your blade. Yeah. 
you like you're you're removing a lot of material and because you're removing a narrower band of material you're putting a lot of stress on the blade in one spot yeah so i i never Same. put a virgin pencil into a yeah. um, hand sharpener you know that you, you just gotta you gotta do that initial shaping with something else if you don't want to be changing your blades just all plus the like at hand cramping yeah like who wants a hand cramp oh my yeah. gosh you know what when i was first doing this i tried to um hand sharpen a gross of oh. pencils that what? i was donating to my daughter's classroom because they wanted them sharpened okay. you know and so i bought a gross of golden bears to donate into my daughter's classroom and I didn't have, I think I had the classroom friendly, but I was actually concerned about making two, you know, I was concerned about sharpening them in a long point sharpener because then the cores can torque if you stick them into a shorter yeah. point sharpener. And I didn't have any kind of a hand crank sharpener for a short point. I didn't have an electric and they use electrics in the classroom. So I was, you know, I'm trying to like save the pencils. So I'm doing them <laughs> on a hand sharpener and I got a huge blister on my thumb. Oh God. You know, cause it was kind of starting to hurt and I was like, oh, I can take it, you know, and I was doing this over two or three days. And so, yeah, I, I gave you myself a blister. Hand you should have like got like a belt sander. <laughs> and just yeah. clamp a button you're right yeah you know what i should have in retrospect that would have been brilliant but in reality yeah. you know i was doing just a few minutes at a time between other projects and it was kind of zen until hmm. i hurt myself yeah. but yeah so that's so, it for me d what what color is your classroom friendly i picked purple because i when i reviewed it i actually contacted the company and they sent me a free review version and they're like pick mm -hmm. any color you want and like I don't know. I wanted to pick the brightest color, so I picked purple. Ah, yeah. I, so I just um, contacted them as well, and they sent me a sky blue. I saw version. that in your recent posting. It's so pretty. Yeah. yeah, it's really. It's a gorgeous shade of blue, um, and I'm I'm loving it. I will it. say it's a great sharpener. I, as a company, I really like Classroom Friendly. They've been really great. Like when I was reviewing their products, like. I don't expect things for free ever. Most of the stuff I talk about, I pay for. But when I mm -hmm. contacted them, like, not only did they provide the sharpener, but they provided, like, information if I emailed them to ask them about something specific. And I like that they, like, cater to the, obviously, classroom. Um, they offer, like, bulk discounts for yeah. teachers. So, like, I just think it's a good company all around. Oh, I, I also really love the fact that they offer replacement blades, yes. replacement parts, so that if you break it, you're not having to go and buy an entire new sharpener yeah. just to replace a blade. So that I really appreciate. It's really just a wonderful thing. And they're not no, that expensive, no. the really replacement not. blades. So, yeah. I think it was about four years ago that I bought my classroom friendly. And back then they only had red, green, and something else. Or maybe mm. they had just come out with the green and it was only the red and the, the green was brand new. And I bought a three-pack. And because, you know, the reviews of this thing were so great, I bought three of them and had one upstairs in our house, one downstairs, and one in my office. And I bought a couple of replacement blades and put them in my drawer, too, because, you know, stuff goes away, right? Even mm -hmm. if I, you know, if I'm going to use this thing for years and years, there may or may not be replacement blades available yes. by the time I'm looking. So, you know, looking at this is something I can give to my kid right but um yeah i don't like it anymore <laughs> and now i so i've got three reds and i've got a green and they make a great point but you know and we've had this kind of 
part of this conversation before that I don't use pencils up very fast and I don't do a lot of writing. So for me, the pencil is an aesthetic object as well as a yes. tool. And I don't like the bite marks. I just yeah. don't like I mean, them. <laughs> you know, I don't like sticking a Mitsubishi Hayuni into that thing and then getting little. And I don't mind the first set of bite marks. But if you're using it for touch-ups, you know, then you just get this whole row of bite marks all the way up your pencil. And it looks like you've been chewing on it. I, I kind of like love it. that. Yeah. I kind of, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I just, to me, it's like, it's a sign, like, when I get to the part where it's all chewed up that I have. I'm I'm using my pencil. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm destroying you it. Accomplish something. Whereas I habitually pull whatever's the longest thing in my pencil jar is what I will frequently write with for that yeah. day. Mm. Well, I was wondering if there was a way to take apart the part with the teeth and somehow modify it. I have looked at that. There are no screws. That's all riveted. So you'd have to drill out the rivets. Oh, no get a tap and die or figure out how to solder in nuts and bolts to put it back together. So it'd be like a, it would be a giant project to retrofit that. Like, so what, yeah, and what stinks no. is like, I would love to like, you know, like they should just talk to the manufacturer and like deal with those teeth. But 95% of the community that uses those sharpeners are classrooms and they don't care. They don't care, yeah. which is totally yeah, fine absolutely. because there are plenty of models of sharpeners out there. And, you know, one of the things that always comes up is that those uh, those teeth, yeah, they're invasive, but they hold the pencil really tightly yeah. and the pencil mm -hmm. doesn't spin while you're sharpening it. And some people have had the experience of the sharpeners that have rubber grips instead of teeth letting the pencil spin as it's being sharpened. And yeah. um so, you know, it's it's fine. And I'm, you know, I would certainly never fault anybody else for, for liking that. And I think it's great. I wish I liked it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like arugula. I've tried. <laughs> and I just still don't like it. But, um. Well, you could, you could do what Andy does over from uh, Erasables and take a post-it note and wrap it around your pencil and stuff it in there. And which it doesn't bite. Which kind of works. Yeah. But it, it actually does still bite. Like, uh, I've used Maybe the... It's a tiny dent. I know, but look at my beautiful Mitsubishi high I... pencil. You oh, notice the tiny dent? dent? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> because the glossy finish is so beautiful. Yes, I notice it. I'm sorry. I do. I like it. There's not much in my life that is smooth and pristine and unscratched. <laughs> so... <laughs> Maybe you need a bigger post-it note. Maybe I do. And I've done the rubber band thing, too. But no, what I really need is a Deli 635 or a Doll 133 because they both make a beautiful point and they both have rubber grips and they both, uh, those are the ones that I use yeah. now hmm. if I'm using a desk sharpener. Yeah, I really enjoy my Doll 133. All of my jumbo pencils go into it. All my colored pencils go into it. And it just does a great job. It does. It's a little workhorse and it um it holds everything tightly. I've never had a pencil that slipped in the grips. Mm -hmm. Um I've had this for about two years and as I'm I'm inspecting it here and I'm seeing that the there may be some cracking in the rubber grips. Um you know, I can see through the little hole. There's really no way to like you said, there's no way to get to them and yeah. really check it out. But um, you know, that may be 
that may be a, a limit to its lifespan, actually, is when those grips start to fall apart and the rubber starts to fall off of them. Because one thing about my job is that being in the chemistry building is really hard on rubber. Like you pull mm. a rubber band out of your desk after a year and it's either going to be chewy or crunchy. <laughs> but either way, it's going to break when you try to put it around something. And mm. so, um, you know, that may, be, that may be a big downside for using these guys. But it's been great, and it, it's taken every size of pencil I've put in there, and it, um, it gives a beautiful point. And the Deli 635 gives a slightly nicer point, hmm. a little bit longer and more swooping point, but it only takes normal size pencils. In fact, I'm going to stick a Swiss wood in here and see if it'll even go, because I'm not even sure the Swiss wood goes. Yeah, the Swiss, the Swiss wood goes, but you could tell it's, like, not... It's at the limit. It's kind of scraping a little bit as it goes through the hole mm. in the guide plate. But it's a cute sharpener. What's your favorite, Les? Uh, so I'm like Dee. I am tied between the Pollux and the Masterpiece. I am more likely to reach for a Masterpiece because I know it will sharpen just about anything I throw into it. And I'll still get oh, a yeah. really nice long point. That's important. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I do, uh, for my daily carry, I do carry the Pollux as well as a brass bullet, the grenade. Yeah. Um, and I do, I carry the brass bullet because I use it for my my bullet pencils, brass bullet, bullet pencil. So, yeah, I use it mostly for my, my bullet pencils uh, because I can really, it, it has a very short collar, so my pencils go into it the deepest. I don't know if that's the right No, I get it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so the, the brass bullet is what I use for all of my little nubbins so that I get the most out of my pencils. I can use the most graphite. Oh, I see. So when you're approaching that short kind of end, yeah. you when can I've got still about, sharpen them with the bullet. Yeah. When I've got about two inches left, then I switch over to using the brass bullet. Cool. I hadn't thought about that because I never use a pencil down to <laughs> The other sharpener that... I think it's talked a lot about and is often what people, they're, when they're looking for a better sharpener. Kind of the first premium sharpener people approach. Yeah, is the Coom Automatic Long Point or the, the first two-step sharpener that most people are, are aware of. Yeah, kind of a gateway sharpener. <laughs> it is. It's a gateway to, to fine sharpening goods. Um, you know, I still really like that, too, because I can carry it around and it has, you know, a small container for, you know, waste, yep. but it, it does a good job. No, it doesn't put like a super long Pollux point on things, but it still does a really, really good job, especially if you change the blades on a regular basis and you make sure there's no mold swarf like caught in the, in the plastic. So I enjoy that one a lot too. And like I've already said, for, for crank sharpeners or desktop, I really love my classroom friendly. I, I've i been using the Carl Angel 5, or A5 as I usually call it, for a couple of years now. And that's a great sharpener too. Um, but for a while it was pretty hard to find on Amazon, and I noticed that it's back on Amazon. But um, I, I really enjoy the classroom friendly company, and my 
sky blue sharpener is gorgeous. I was torn between asking for a yellow and the sky blue, and I'm really glad I went for the sky blue, which I think they actually call cool blue, because, you know, they're teachers and... Yeah. Kind of cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you'd gotten the yellow one, you would be saying, and I'm really glad I got the yellow one because it's so cheery. <laughs> Yeah, I would prob probably, you're, you are probably right. You just fall um, in love with what's in front of you, right? This is true. This is true. And it's a great sharpener. And, you know, it does have the teeth, which I don't care about and kind of enjoy the fact it chews up my pencils. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. And then for my jumbo pencils, I use the Doll, or is it Dale? Doll? I think Dale? it's Doll. Doll 133. Um, which has the rubber grips, which is was is actually really nice, and it does a good job. But it just puts such a weaponized long point <laughs> onto onto my jumbo pencils that I just I love it. It's I feel like I'm writing with like a weapon. Yeah. Which you know I could, you know, you talk about everyday carry, and and you know a lot of people carry a gun or whatever for their EDC. I just carry a fat yeah. pencil. Right? Yeah, you're ready for vampires. Yeah. <laughs> I carry my I... rapier wit. <laughs> I carry a spork. <laughs> anyway. The, you know, I noticed something last week, though, um, a couple weeks ago, about having that long point on a jumbo pencil. And I don't really mm. actually like jumbo pencils. That was I went in a little kick a, a year or two ago where I bought a bunch of vintage jumbos and mini jumbos from eBay. And um, some of those were in the Try It swap box. And um, I just I just don't like them. They don't feel good in my hand. And mm. I I think it so so because of that it took me a while to figure out. But one of the things that I don't like about them is actually if you put a, sh a long point on a jumbo, the collar comes really far back and it actually, my finger ends up kind of being partway on the collar and partway on the shaft of the pencil. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm kind of my, the callus on my finger <laughs> is kind of straddling the, um, the frontier of the collar there. And mm. it, it makes it feel like, like I'm sliding off the pencil, yeah. you know, like I'm, cause I'm, I'm actually getting into the, the tapering part of the pencil. And so I'm wondering if I might've liked the jumbo pencils more if I'd been using a shorter point sharpener on them, but I do love that spear point kind of look. It's just so mm. gorgeous. You know, putting a, putting a big bear, or a choo-choo in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome <laughs> and I've actually um, I've also got a Lyra sharpener that I bought at the art store you know the the fat 100% graphite Lyra pencils, art pencils yeah, they're like a sharpened cylinder of graphite and they're, they're um, really wide so I think this is the sharpener for that so the, I'm going to check the uh, dimension here of the opening on this thing. i got to get the ruler out for it. Um, mm -hmm. So this thing is almost three quarters of an inch across the top opening. And just for contrast to that, a 
choo-choo, which is that Musgrave jumbo, is three-eighths uh, three mm-hmm. of an inch. So, you know, it, it dwarfs <laughs> the choo-choo, which is pretty cool. But um, I've only ever used it uh, for jumbos, but it, it actually puts a really nice point on a jumbo pencil. But it looks so enormous next to, you know, like next to the Pollux. It's twice the height of the Pollux. Do you guys have any other specialty sharpeners that you like? Um, trying to see here. I've, I've actually an entire shelf on my desk devoted to pencil sharpeners. Mine are in a big cigar box. <laughs> I have a sharpener that means a lot to me. Tell me about it. I got this sharpener probably in third grade at the school store. And... I thought I had lost it, but it was at my parents' house, like in the basement in my old desk drawer. And when I bought it, it came in a little box and it was still in the box when I found it. So it's like really good condition for being, oh, I don't know, almost something that you bought yeah, in like 30 grade. years old. So it's a globe pencil sharpener. Oh, is it the one with the little, the yes. globe spins on a little and it's stand? so... It's so old that um, it has the USSR on it. Of course. And yeah. like, it's just, it's just like this little nostalgic thing that, you know, like, cause I mean, what kid didn't love the school store? Like you'd buy like notebooks and little tiny erasers that you'd never use. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just have it. I'll never use it, but it just, it's my favorite little sentimental. And the blade is probably riveted. Uh, in. Let me look. Yes. Usually those novelty erase those yeah. novelty sharpeners have Yeah, the, you can't uh, change it. Blade. Yeah. Has either of you ever tried the uh drill bit sharpener that comes with the uh <laughs> um those Home Depot pencils? No, I'd be afraid. I have not, but I've been tempted. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a couple of them. I have um I have the drill bit sharpener. This is CH Hansen. And it's got a really narrow um, throat. Mm-hmm. Like the the Blackwing, I just, just stuck in there experimentally for the size comparison. And a Blackwing kind of hangs in it. it you, there's there's definitely friction and with just the, the collar of it. You know, so I guess the Home Depot pencils, and I don't have one handy. I guess they must have been a little bit narrower dynam- mm-hmm. diameter. And then I've also got a yellow plastic C.H. Hansen pencil sharpener that's got a giant throat on it that looks like it's mm. for maybe for um, either jumbo pencils or carpenter pencils. Mm. But I don't, mm. I don't I, you know, sharpening carpenter pencils in a conical sharpener just doesn't work uh, that no. well. So yeah. I don't know what the... No, what it's the, terrible. I have, a, I have one of those it. round sharpeners for, for a carpenter pencil. And it's terrible. I think I actually, I may have thrown it out because it was so terrible. I've also got a couple of tiny vintage um, sharpeners. I've got a little, little bitty brass one that's a two, two stage sharpener um, mm. that is from Koh-i-Noor. Mm. And it's, uh, it says made in Germany. So it's apparently, you know, I mean, it says made in, yeah. so it must clearly be um, for an English speaking market but I'm, I'm obviously not going to be able to get new blades for this thing but it um you know like the masterpiece or the kum two stage it takes the wood off with one blade and then has it just has this little bitty tiny short blade 
um, like maybe three eighths of an inch long to do the graphite, shape mm-hmm. the graphite. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a couple of little antique sharpeners that fit. Um, they're almost like a pencil cap. Really? Yeah, just a slender little. One of them is an e-fobber, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll put up a picture of it because it's a, a really pretty little object. And I haven't used it because the blade is um, completely not replaceable and um, a little bit rusty. So I'm, I'm mm. kind of afraid of what sort of violence it would do to a pencil if I put it in there. <laughs> I, I have one of those, um, I think it was a, a Faber as well, that had the blades soldered into oh. it. Like, yeah. like, was it manufactured that way or someone modified it? No, no, it was manufactured that way. And, you know, if you have a soldering iron or, or torch, you can remove it. So I did because, you know, why not? And I, I attempted to, you know, I, I sharpened the blade and then resoldered it in. And it was terrible. It was a terrible <laughs> sharpener, even with a, you know. Right. I think it, I tried putting in a fresh comb blade. But no matter what I did, I couldn't get the angle right. And it was just a pain in the butt. So I put the original blade back into it, soldered it back up, and now it's just a collector's item. Exactly. But yeah. If if I had, like, an original blade to put back into it, it would probably be mm-hmm. better. But I I have a feeling that some of those old sharpeners are just better to look at. Yeah. 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 That's, kind of, that's really what I think. I just thought it was such a pretty object. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually it looks like maybe it's got a really thin blade. Like the blade is maybe only two or three millimeters across. Mm. Um, and it looks like it's maybe slid into the slot from the end. Hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'll put pictures up so you can see it. It's kind of, mm. it's a, it's a neat object, but you know, like I said, it's not, I, I don't need it as a sharpener. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys would oh, like to add? I thought of something, which I absolutely hate. Um, oh yes, that... <laughs> do do share. I, I just thought of it because it was buried behind everything. Remember about a year ago that craze with that Japanese pencil sharpener that joined two pencils together. The Tsunago, yes. yes. It has never worked properly for me. Like, I think there was a pretty steep learning curve on that one. Like, I was able to get a few good. Um, okay. joins but it was difficult and you had to you had to grind it or, or turn it for a little bit tap yeah. it grind it for turn it for a little bit tap it turn it tap it turn it tap and eventually like it was just such a yeah. pain in the butt that i was like f this i'm yeah, done no I'm that's kind of what happened well plus you have an extender so i mean the purported purpose of it is that you would use your stubs and make them into new pencils. Yeah. Right. But the smarter thing to do is to just own an yes. extender. Right. So really, this I think true. this is more about art projects than it's <laughs> yeah. about practicality. Yeah. yeah. Well, while we're talking about ridiculousness, why don't we talk about the hovel oh. Kickstarter? <laughs> hovel. Yes, please. Or, or do we want to avoid that ridiculous? No, I mean, I would like to discuss I, it. I think we can share some opinions on We're... that. It's it's a hand yeah. plane with a fixed blade that is 
like oh, like you'd have to buy them from the Kickstarter, and it's ah, uh, God, just buy a hand. Yeah, aren't plane. they like ten dollars? But this one's got it's got the little dimples at the end to hold on to. Yeah, and it looks mm-hmm. like a cigar cutter. Yeah, I mean it is pretty. It's oh, it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's not gorgeous. practical. It's more it about art gorgeous... and practicality. <laughs> it is a gorgeous piece of garbage. And but there but there was hover drone footage in the video, Les. I know, and you know Odin it's got to be cute. good if there's hover drone video, I know, right? Dramatic zooms and all that. Yeah, the, and those that's gonna pink make it good. cheeks on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, gorgeous piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I what was it, thirty dollars or something? Oh, forty, wasn't it? Jeez. Forty, forty for the brass, thirty for Ugh. the aluminum, and you could get an add-on of a special little wooden container so that you can have a exposed blade sitting on your desk because that's yeah, so really. safe. Right. Yes. And you know, okay. So the thing that I think really summed it up was that. There are so many good sharpeners on the market, and in order to make this object look appealing and practical to people, they intentionally showed somebody struggling with a really crappy yeah. sharpener. Yeah. And that, that to me, was, you know, you can build a better mousetrap, but if the mousetrap that you're actually building is not as good as the other mousetraps that are available, and you're just pretending that the only way to catch a mouse is with a pair of tongs, then <laughs> that's a bit disingenuous. Yeah. And, you know, so I sat down, and I got out my exacto set, which has a mini hand plane, and I flipped it upside down, and I stroked a pencil over it and frustrated myself because I snapped the lead off. I couldn't get a decent point because it takes a lot of work to use a hand plane in a way to create an angled cut. Because that's not what a hand plane is for. A hand plane is intended to take off thin slivers of wood on the same plane right? and, and slowly take a piece of wood down yeah. in size like congratulations you've created a way to sharpen a pencil that's actually more difficult than using a knife exactly yeah yeah you know just just get out an exacto knife or a quick craft knife and sharpen your your pencil if that's what you want to do if you don't want to if you're having trouble with a regular sharpener use a craft knife there you go problem solved which brings us to something we haven't talked about yet which is knife sharpening yes mm. Which I know you preferred, but don't get to do at work, right, Les? Yeah, I can't. Well, I, first off, I, I am not allowed to carry a knife at work, um, and it breaks my heart. But I also understand why. The sure. idea, you know, you, you could be disarmed because they look at a knife as a weapon, whereas I look at it as a tool. But anyway, I can't carry it at work. Um, and all you need is a sharp knife. A sharp knife and and a little practice. It's a sharp knife that can be used for other things, too, whereas a sharpener is just a sharpener. Yeah, I think that's like the, it's the most versatile way of sharpening a pencil once you know what you're doing, and it doesn't take a lot of practice. You know, you can get a two-inch long, ultra-fine point on your pencil if you really want to, or you can get something short and stubby. I remember Mm -hmm. when I was first learning, I like bought like a cheap pack of pencils to practice on and I really enjoyed it because I Mm -hmm. had more control over the process yeah 
And, you know, just about any knife will work. Like, I use, I prefer a craft knife, one of those snap-off blade yeah. craft knives. But I also have a Kershaw Leek and a mm-hmm. Kershaw Chive that I will use on occasion. Um, and those are great for sharpening. I also have a little mini Spyderco bug, which has about a one-and-a-quarter-inch okay. blade. Which I occasionally take to work with. Me. I hope no one from work is listening. Um, I know, but it's such a small blade that yeah. people would laugh at it. If if someone brandished a spider toe <laughs> bug at you, you you would giggle because you're like, <laughs> you can't even it's brandish not, it. It's only a brand. No, it's it's yeah. it's so tiny and cute. <laughs> so it would de-escalate the yes. situation. <laughs> oh man, everybody yeah. would be like, oh my god, look at this tiny knife. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean and that actually works really well uh for sharpening pencils so it's it's a good good way to sharpen and we could probably talk about knives yes. for hours yeah but that's a different conversation and actually um <laughs> i'm gonna i think i'm gonna stop at the knife store on the way home today because I've, i should have time uh after this there's a um a little knife store in our neighborhood and um I've never been to it because it's not on one of my regular paths. And when I'm driving past it, I'm always with my kid. And mm. usually on our way to or from somewhere where I don't have time to stop and shop. But um, I'm going to I'm gonna drive home that way and check it out. Because mm. the, other, the other thing, of course, is that I'm always wishing that I had just looked up. Every time I have an opportunity to actually go in there, I didn't just look up which knives people have recommended. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would just be walking in. With no yeah. intent, but to take a look. I am looking for, I have this tiny multi-tool. Let me find it. I'm going to make all kinds of noise. Yeah, okay. So I've got this tiny multi-tool called the Gerber Curve. And it's got a bottle opener on it and a couple of screwdrivers. But it's also a lockback knife. So it has this little tiny blade that is, it's like an inch and a half long, that is awesome for sharpening pencils. It's it doesn't flex. It's a very stiff blade. Um but that's great yeah. for sharpening pencils too. That's one I often sneak with me to work well, because it doesn't look like a knife. It just looks like a multi-tool tool. Cool. Are you are you posting a link? I will. I will. I'll put Good. I'll put something. All right. I think we've covered yeah, the gamut, I mean, I'm right? Just gonna like wrap I up think and so. say I mean there's really no definitive way to say what's the best sharpener because it's entirely subjective. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How many times have I said that in the erasable group I know. In the last month that people are like, well, what's the best sharpener? And I'm like, well, actually yeah. you can't possibly know that until yeah. you hold it in your hand and play with it and then write with the yeah, it so. Absolutely. Because it's so individual. It's so mm-hmm. individual. I mean, do you think what the best pencil is, is individual? <laughs> You know, and depending on how you write and how you hold your pencil and what you write and how long you write for and what kind of paper exactly. you're using and how you carry it around and all of that. And it's kind of the same thing. You know, you really, you read reviews to get a guideline and to avoid buying just a piece yeah. of crap. And mm-hmm. reviews can definitely be really, really useful for that. But there's just no substitute for holding something in your hand and using it and seeing how it interacts with your body and your space and your bag and the other objects that you use. You just, you have to do that. 
and you have to be willing to try stuff. I'll, I'll step no, off. I, I agree. Now. And like, <laughs> I, I read reviews to find out what to avoid. And as far as what to use, I just take the information and kind of use it at will. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. definitely. So. Like I find, I find you guys' reviews to be really, really useful and I don't always agree with them and I don't have to because it's still useful exactly. for me. And one mm-hmm. of the things, you know, I like on Amazon where they let you rate the usefulness yeah. of a review. And sometimes yeah. I've rated a review as really useful if it was, um, if it was a really badly written review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I did find this useful because it's clear that this person knows nothing yeah. about what they're talking about. <laughs> But I actually know how to glean useful information from the fact that they hated something that, you know, that they clearly don't know anything about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so it's better than, you know, do I agree with this review? Do I find this review useful? It can cover a lot more. Mm -hmm. So. Well, thank you both for, uh. For talking with me I know. It's always fun. It's always exciting. Indeed. Um, so. We would like to just take a moment to thank everyone for their supportive words on the website and the Facebook group. Um, it's been so wonderful to get so much support from everyone, and we really appreciate it because um, we're doing this for fun, but we also you know, hope that it brings other people pleasure as well. So I want to give a quick thanks to everyone who continues to support us and the people who have joined the Facebook group recently, uh, including Janet, Walter, Silvana, Callie, Deepak, Mary, Marlene, Missy, Kim, and James. And if I didn't get to you yet, we'll try and make sure that we get to you on the next podcast. Um, thank you so much for sticking with us. Les and Dee, will you tell us where we can find you online? Les? Yeah, you can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram and Twitter at OriginalLCHarper. And me, you can find me at theweeklypencil.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. And that's it. And you can find me on Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt. And I'm on Facebook. You can find me through the RSVP podcast page or through the Erasable podcast page. And, of course, you can find us all at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. And I hope you'll come and listen there. Thanks a lot.